Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting all about building healthy eating habits. Join me for my live presentation on how to build a healthy habit that sticks. Here's part three. You can't eat for the whole morning. I'm like, yes, you can if you want to. No rules. We want to learn the principle and then apply it to our lives in a way that suits us best, means it needs to fit within your food preferences your skill level in the kitchen, your familiarity with different foods and your confidence with cooking, shopping, preparing food, all of this stuff makes a huge difference to your ability to consistently put healthy food on your plate. Lastly, you then need to practice because you want to actually show your brain, this is the new behavior that I'd like to do. Please learn and repeat. And so you want to practice that new behavior multiple times. One, to get out the kinks, so trial and error. But two, start to actually get into a groove of how your day is going to work. I'll give you an example. So I moved house recently, about a month ago, and I moved from Gungalan to Gugong. So my kids and how they get to their schools in Woden and the city, how that whole transport thing happens in the morning has completely changed. So my entire morning routine has completely shifted. And it used to be lovely. They'd actually used to just take themselves to school, catch two buses straight from in front of our house in Gungalan. It was wonderful. I'd be like, you just, you just do you, I'll do me. I'd have a nice long walk in the mornings, come back, have my breakfast. Now I need to be out of the house by 7.30 a.m. to drop the kids at different bus stops here, you there and you there because I go to different schools, right? My entire routine's shifted. I still feel like I'm not down pat in how this routine is working. I forget things. I've forgotten my lunch. I've forgotten to eat breakfast. I've forgotten all of my work gear, right? And so because it was new, I'm still learning. Like what are the little habits and behaviors that I need to do and set up as part of maybe my night before or the morning of to help me function as an adult who runs a business and has two children? I'm still practicing it. I'm getting there actually. Today, I brought my lunch and I had breakfast and all my work gear. We slightly missed the bus stop and we chased the bus for a little bit until it stopped at the next stop. And then I was like, pulled out behind the bus and then I was like, threw open the door and took my daughter. I'm like, go, 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 run to the bus. She's like, mum, it's so embarrassing. I'm like, you get on that bus. All right. So I'm like, I'm not driving you to Ainsley, golly. Okay. Let's go through some keys to successful change. These are based on psychology for the remainder of the session. So psychology tells us that in order to successfully create sustainable change in our lives, that we have to actually break behaviors down into smaller chunks. And if you focus on your efforts on the smaller little tasks, then you'll actually achieve the big task overall in a much more sustainable way. So what we're going to do is use these principles on the the sugar example. Are we ready for this? Okay. So the poor habit is afternoon sugar cravings which regularly results in overeating of poor quality food. Now, I don't like demonizing sugar. If you want to eat chocolate or cake, you do that, right? And in fact, I think at the end of the day, most of us just want to feel happy with our food choices. 
if you have a particular health outcome that you're after, managing your diabetes, losing weight, then you want to see if whether your sugar habit aligns, how much you're eating is aligning with your goals. And generally, if you're having high amounts of ultra processed foods that are high in sugar and fat in the afternoon and you're overeating those things, just means your energy intake is too high, that's going to make weight loss really difficult. And it's also going to help or not help rather your blood sugar levels as well. So it's not about demonizing sugar foods, but it's about maybe putting a more nutritious habit in place here so that you can achieve your goals. So the first step or principle in psychology is articulating the new behavior. And that is not, I'm just not going to do that anymore. (laughs) Right? And one of the things that we're really good at as humans is the thing that we want to, to not consume, we make a rule about it. So when I meet people who are drinking soft drink and then they want to quit it, they're like, no more soft drink for me. And that's it. That's the extent of the thinking process of their behavior change. And then little do they know is as they're going through the day, mm, they start to crave it. Oh, and water's just not cutting it. Or they're at a social situation and someone offers it to them. Or they haven't actually thought about the rest of their diet and their blood sugar levels start to drop and they're like, oh, I can't concentrate now when normally they'd have a sugary beverage. And they haven't got any solutions to any of these challenges that pops up. And so they end up fighting the mustn't have soft drink only to then grab it eventually because they like don't know what else to do. So the worst thing you can do when you want to try and reduce your intake of something is to make a rule that you shouldn't have it. Don't do that. You're a grown adult. You can eat whatever you want. You want to actually start to think about what the new behavior is going to be and articulate it really, really clearly. So here's this principle in practice for this habit. Plan and eat a healthy balanced snack in the afternoons that helps you achieve your goals. Now, the reason I haven't got into detail with the nutrition here is because it would what what that afternoon snack is in terms of actual food and portions and things depends on the individual, right? What else are they eating in the day? What are their total energy needs? How much exercise are they doing, right? This is where nutrition gets individualized. All we know is though, we want a nice healthy balanced snack and we want it to align with our goals. So let's say our goal was to lose weight. That means that we need an overall calorie deficit for the day. So that afternoon snack needs to sit within that energy budget and not be too much food that we then don't have a deficit and can't lose weight or too little food that we're still hungry and go searching for food later on. Now, this is the big overarching behavior The next principle is we need to break down that new behavior. So psychology says that we actually want to separate our desired behavior into smaller parts and then learn each part successfully. Change frequently occurs in stages and most behaviors that we do, like even if like even driving a car can be broken down into smaller behaviors. And when you learn to drive a manual car, anyone remember doing that? Awful. I remember I drove past the street I learned to drive in. The other day, it was in Pierce. I lived in Murphy Street in Pierce. I used to. And it's a hill. And I had to do a hill start in a 1982 station wagon, Holden Camira. No power steering. And I kept stalling the car on this hill start. And my dad is not very patient, man. He's like yelling at me like, oh, the clutch, run. And like, I burst into tears. I'm like, this is too hard. Right? But I'm learning like, pull the clutch out just so far. Take the handbrake off at just the right moment. Give the accelerator, right? 
Now I do a heel start and I'm like, yep, look at me, dad. Look at me go. Because all of those small behaviors are now automatic to me. And I can do the large behavior of doing heel start in a manual car. Actually, my new car, it has heel assist. <laughs> Is anyone else got a car like that? It's excellent. Um, I'd probably be terrible in an old car. All right, so let's break down this behavior. Now, as you can see, golly, planning and eating a healthy balanced snack that aligns to your goals is quite intense. It's quite involved. And this is why you can't have true behavior change and change everything like all of the challenges all at once because a lot goes into this. So let's look at the actions prior to the scenario. So this is all the things you need to do before you actually get to 4 p.m. and the cravings there. Firstly, it's learning what a healthy snack is and more specifically for you. Now, this is where working with a dietitian can help. My online program can help, but any kind of good qualified person can help you out, right? And let you know what a healthy snack is that's right for you and your goals. Once you know what it is that you can eat, the next step is planning an option or two for the week ahead. Don't give yourself too many options. Did you know that the more choice you have, the less likely you are to choose anything. Has anyone ever um, gone onto their website, taste.com.au, the recipe website? Sometimes if I haven't planned like a Friday night dinner, because I really enjoy cooking and find it a wind down thing, particularly when I have no deadline, right? And I can just potter away in the kitchen, have a glass of wine, just to really enjoy myself. No one's talking to me. I like that. So I get onto taste.com, I'm like, I'm going to find a new recipe and I can browse it for 20 odd minutes and not find anything to cook. And I've literally just looked at hundreds of recipes. Has anyone ever experienced that? You can't choose. There is so many things to cook on the internet. I think my problem is I'm like, oh, I want to do that one and that one. I just can't pick something. So plan maybe one or two options for the week ahead for your snack that satisfy what your nutrition needs to be and, and write that down. Maybe it's on your fridge maybe it's in your phone, whatever can remind you. The next step is purchasing those ingredients, right? You have to make sure that the food's available to you because it sucks, you know, to come home in, after work and go, oh, I'm having some yogurt and strawberries for afternoon tea. Oh, I don't have any yogurt and strawberries. <laughs> Dang it, right? That's frustrating. The other thing you can do is removing the unhealthy food options from your house so that they're not there. There's fascinating, really, really good research around how your environment shapes your food choices. Quick story about that just in real life is when we lived in Gungahlin, in Gungahlin is um, GYG, you know, the Mexican, it's my favorite food. And then they had Uber Eats in Gungahlin too. And so then a man, a very happy man in a car will bring GYG to me in my house. Excellent, right? Now, since moving to Gugong, there's no Uber Eats in Gugong. No one comes out that way. So I have not eaten GYG in however long I've been in my house, five weeks. That's purely an environmental decision. It is not available for me to eat. And that actually works on a number of levels. There's research where they show where there's these beautiful towns where they put a McDonald's and a KFC in and all of a sudden these, these communities start consuming salt, fat, processed carbohydrates in levels that they've never consumed before. And it's just now it's there, it's available to them. So removing unhealthy food is a really great option, but also having healthy food available to you in your home or workplace is a really great idea too. Lastly, you might want to think about planning an activity to do to get you out of the kitchen 
at that time of the day. And, and what I'm doing with this whole actions prior to the scenario is I'm thinking about as many of the influences of my food choices possible. Because sometimes you're eating in the afternoon because you're hungry. Sometimes you're bored and not hungry. Sometimes you're stressed and emotional. So you want to start to think, okay, environmentally, I want to not have unhelpful things available and I want healthy things available. But can I do plan something else that gets me out of the kitchen? For me, I actually don't afternoon snack anymore and not because I'm trying not to, but I got a puppy three months ago and it's a border collie across the Kelpie. I got to walk that bad boy. So <laughs> I get home from work and he's just like, ah, crazy and digging holes in my backyard. And so I just get home and take him straight for a walk. And so then by the time I get back from the walk, it's about an hour till dinner. And I think oh, I'll just wait till dinner. Right. So gets me out of the kitchen, etc. That's it for today's episode. Tune in for part four tomorrow. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.